Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Quinn Groby joining us. And uh, uh, my buddy's apparently about to get in a fight because he's holding the last table over at Foghorns waiting on everybody to get over there. And uh, oh. it's like a six top and he says he's getting dirty looks, but he doesn't really care. Anyway, yeah. Quinn, good to see you, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm glad to uh, be here. Glad you're here at the foundation. It's always good to have uh, the buzz here at the foundation and broadcasting. So uh, good time. It's good to be had. So we were talking a lot this week about SEC meetings and the eight or nine. And my argument is at this point in their existence, eight might be just dandy for Arkansas with the ability to pack it out. And they've got some great games on their future schedule out of conference. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Now, we don't expect it to last a real long time, but I got to think that's beneficial. What'd you think? Well, I, I would want it to last as long as it could. Yeah. And, and so I would continue to fight for the for the eight. The SEC they don't need nine games. I know all these other conferences are going to nine, but that's to try to catch up to the SEC. I mean, they're they're looking for those type of opportunities. But SEC has been dominant for years with eight. I don't see any reason to change that. I think it's really good for a team like Arkansas. Uh, as you continue to play those four non-conference games and uh, your your eight conference games, so uh, I think it's very beneficial. I think the SEC is smart enough to realize that if you're in the middle, towards the bottom or whatever of the conference, we still want you to win football games. Mm-hmm. We want you to get to bowls. We want you to do all those types of things because the money is real. If there's some significant financial advantage at some point in time, then maybe you take a look at that. But Right now, the SEC is always going to be in the mix. And if you can continue to get your bottom echelon teams into bowl games and and, and getting payouts. Now, bowl games may eventually change as we continue to move forward. But at the end of the day, that's where things, that's where money stands, and that's where uh, most of these teams are thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking you need a lot of things to fall right. And the good news is with the 12, you feel like you got a legitimate chance potentially down the road to get there. Maybe not that far down the road. Who knows? But uh, but at some point, I mean, if get into the four was just going to be such a big hill to climb. But, I mean, I'm hopeful if they can stay at eight for a while that Arkansas will have a shot. And even if they yeah. do go to nine, still have a chance at some point down the road here. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I mean, I think at eight, you, you've got a great opportunity to get three, four, five, I mean, five teams in the in that, in that playoff. Uh, the SEC will always be around. They'll always be there. Uh, so I, I think it's smart. I, I know a lot of people say, oh, they're scared. What is the SEC scared about? All they've done is just beat up everybody. I mean, the SEC is the most expensive neighborhood. <laughs> you know, you, know you, you, can't, you can't just show up and just go through the gates at the SEC. Uh, so they're doing everything they need to do. Eight games is fine. You play nine games. I thought Sam brought up a great point. That's an additional eight, or eight losses for somebody right. in the league. Yeah. And why? I right. mean, not, not saying you can't get beat by somebody outside the conference, but at the end of the day, why uh, why subject yourself to that if you don't have to and you're still going to have the same type of opportunity? You know, Quinn, I was just thinking about this. You make a great point, and Justin made this point earlier. In the SEC, you're going to be playing probably five teams that are ranked uh, every year yeah. on, your non- on your conference schedule, so you don't need to go out and schedule somebody. But you think about these other conferences – Maybe the SEC does have it right, and some of these other conferences that have nine games against weaker opponents, they should have eight conference games so they could go out and schedule a really good non-conference game against a ranked opponent. Yeah, but the problem is they ain't going to do it. <laughs> they, they won't do it. And, and, and so they're trying to say, okay, we're playing nine conference games. Like that's something special when you're traveling to 
Rutgers, <laughs> you know, right. in the Big Ten or whatever. And so, no, they, I, to me, the SEC is doing what they need to do. They're the biggest and the baddest. Stay at eight. Allow your entire conference to thrive, and that gives you an opportunity to continue to just roll in the money. Okay, let's talk about this team. So we got an update on, uh, on McAdoo, and, and I'm, I'm not going to ask you to give us any additional information. We're all keeping our fingers crossed. He was such a bright spot last year. hope he can play. Um, but obviously it all starts with KJ and flipping back over. There you go. <laughs> it all starts with KJ. How much How much uh, better and where do you think he needs to improve for the coming season? I'm sorry I'm going to ask you this yeah. ten more times. Yeah. What, what do you expect? Well, trust me, I, I, I love KJ Jefferson. I love his development. You know, I was really, I don't want to say disappointed, but I understand what it means to learn a new offense when you're a senior. That's difficult. I mean, now you've got to learn a new offense, and Dan Enos is smart enough not to change the entire offense. And so Dan will convert to some of the things I'm sure that Kendall was talking about, not put KJ in a completely different situation where he has to learn a new offense. Because when you're the quarterback and you're the senior, everybody's looking to you as the leader. But if you walk into that huddle and you're unsure about a play call or you're unsure about how to get the play out in the huddle or you're unsure at the line of scrimmage, that that really negates what you bring to the table from a leadership standpoint. So KJ is super smart. So understand that he'll pick up the offense really, really quickly. And uh, I think that Dan Enos will be good for him just simply because you asked me what he needs to improve on. I think that if he wants to go to the next level, there are certain things that Dan Enos can help him with. Footwork, pocket presence, how he navigates the pocket. We're already starting to see some of that from a fundamental standpoint. One of the other things is, you know, there are going to be times where KJ is going to have to take snaps under center, turn his back to the defense, play action pass, get his, get his eyes refocused on his reads. Those are the things he'll have to do in the NFL. Dan will get him ready to do that now, mm -hmm. which will only benefit Arkansas this year, uh, KJ, I think he'll he'll be poised to have a great year, but he's got to learn a new offense and he's got to bring a bunch of young receivers along. Yeah, you, you've been around Dan before. What do you think are the best things that he's going to bring to KJ's game and, and help him improve on? Well, that's the thing. That, I mean, just the, the the fundamental aspect of it. I mean, when you talk about Dan, I mean, he's not only coaching hard; he's coaching hard in every single thing that you do, every drill. Uh, I mean, every aspect of it. How do you? How do you call a play in the, in the huddle? How do you get to the line of scrimmage? How do you process the defense? What are you looking at first? What do you do pre-snap, post-snap? All this stuff. Dan is a guy, he's a gym rat, and KJ is a guy that wants to be a gym rat. And when I say that, watching film, always around the facility, doing those types of things. So I think Dan will continue to enhance his ability to watch film, which the byproduct of that is going to be I can really process information a little bit quicker and, and be able to take care of the defense that we're playing against. So Dan Enos is the perfect offensive coordinator for K.J. Jefferson to get him better this year, but then also get him ready to go to the next level. We know we're getting in rocket. I think we got a pretty good feel for the offensive line. Uh, give me tight ends and receivers and expectations there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's the big question. The wide receiver room is the big question. Uh, you brought in three guys last year that really made a, a, a lot of difference. You lost some guys from that, that room, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know who's going. I mean, you look at Jaden Wilson, you look at Satania, you look at Tesla. Uh, th those are the guys that really get the headlines, but I think it's going to be guys like Tyrone Broden. I mean, a, a big guy that came from uh, Bowling Green uh, that's very good as well, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, uh, will be a red zone presence, uh, but, uh, you you got to have some of these guys step up. I don't. 
I don't know who's going to be the guy. I thought Andrew Armstrong did some nice things in the uh, red-white game. But uh, right now, we're we're trying to figure out who that's going to be. And I know KJ is working on that extremely hard. Yeah. How about the defensive line? Because they've brought in a lot of new guys, and it appears like they have some depth to, to kind of run them in and out, you know, unless injuries take a toll. Yeah, I, li- I like what they did with the defensive line, Wes. I mean, I thought they brought in some guys that can really help you out. I think Jeff Coat is going to be a guy, Trajan Jeff Coat, to transfer from Missouri. I think he's going to be very, very effective. Uh, and then, you know, you like the fact that guys like Landon Jackson are stepping up. You like the, the fact that guys like Eric Gregory is stepping up. Deshaun Stewart is stepping up. But I think you're going to see a lot of those transfers really come in. Sam has done a great job of when he has brought transfers in, they have hit. They have been productive. And I think a school like Arkansas really benefits from the transfer portal, probably more than a lot of schools in the SEC. But, yeah, this defensive front I think will be surprisingly better. And I think this defense – even though you may not know all the players, I think this defense will probably be better than what, what most people think. I think Chris Poopal can be a star. I, I mean, I think he can be an all-SEC linebacker, just from what I've yeah. seen out of him and his speed and uh, just the way he attacks the ball. Uh, what do you think of Poopal? Love him. I, I absolutely love him. What I even love even more is the fact that he switched from number 40 to number 27. Nobody should be playing on the field wearing number 40. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that number is one of the ugliest numbers. Unless you're Gail Sayers, you don't, you don't need to be in number 40. So I gave him a hard time about that. And, and, uh, but it's good to have Pooh Paul there. I mean, he's a leader. He uh, really took off at the, at the end of the season last year. He's always in the right spot. He's very physical. He's smart. He gets it. He learned a lot from Bumper. Uh, and, and all those guys, and Drew. And so now it's his time to really take the horns, uh, the lead, and I believe that he's going to bring guys like Antonio Greer around and, you know, Jaheim Thomas, all those guys. He's going to bring all those folks around, and the linebacking core is going to be probably more athletic than you've ever seen. Besides him, who do you think is the next most likely guy to end up as an all-conference player this year defensively? Whoa. Uh, you know, I think a, I think a guy like a Trajan Jeffcoat, I think coming over from Missouri, I think he has an opportunity on the defensive front. Um, you know, in the secondary, I think we've done a very nice job of infusing some talent. And you talk about McLaughlin being there, but you talk about all the transfers. I mean, Keon Stewart from TCU. Uh, you know, you got McAdoo, of course, but uh, you got Walcott. I mean, there's a lot of different guys out there. And for the first time, I really feel like the secondary has an opportunity uh, to be very, very good, very, very uh, aggressive because they can cover. I think you've got three guys that can cover. A lot of times on the college campus, you may have one guy to cover. You don't have two and three, and I think that that's going to allow this Arkansas defense to do some things schematically that will help them out. But at the end of the day, I think it's I think it'll be, a, you know, Trajan Jeffcoat. I think he's a guy that will step up and be hmm. a, a focal point. I like it. And I think he will be somebody that could see – you know, some recognition at the end of the year. we got to hit our final break, Quinn, but let me ask you about uh, today. You're sitting here looking sharp in your Razorback baseball yeah. jersey. It's all about bats and balls today. What's your sense of uh, the weekend here for Arkansas? I love it. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is we're so spoiled in baseball. It's, it's almost you feel like an Alabama fan in football when yeah. it comes to baseball. It's like we talk about regionals. You almost expect it to be like on the schedule. Put it on the schedule. Right. Let's do that. The regional, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Let's just go ahead and give us the hosting spot. But at the end of the day, I'm excited about it. our fans are, 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 are crazy, ready to roll, and this should be a great weekend. And it's, it's the road to Omaha, and that's what the sign says out there on the fence. And our, our fans will be ready, and our players will be ready as well. 
Buddy, great seeing you. Appreciate it. You too. Thanks for having us today here at the Foundation. Absolutely. Glad you're here. Come back anytime. All right, we'll do it. I'll take you up on that for sure. That's Quinn Grovey, folks. Legend.